got uh, a performance coming up soon that we're going to talk about in just a second. But Blue Laces Theatre Company has a mission statement that is luscious. Tell us what it is. So uh, we create highly interactive and multi-sensory theatrical productions for people living with autism spectrum disorder and other developmental differences. You want to describe what that means? Yeah. Um, so there are a couple aspects of that mission statement uh, that may be a little confusing. Um, the first being highly interactive and multi-sensory. Um, basically, what that means is that uh, any of our performances are very different from your typical theater performance where you sit in an audience and you watch a play happen in front of you in the dark. Um, we like to uh, make sure that our audiences can participate in what we're doing. Um, we make sure that uh, there is more than just fun stuff to watch um, and listen to, but also fun stuff to touch and smell um, and to interact with uh, by, you know, getting up and getting getting out of your seat, um, by talking to the actors. Um, so that's kind of what we mean by interactive. And then by multisensory, um, that's where we're bringing in uh, the, the aspects of touch and smell. Um, not usually taste, uh, but no. we may do that someday. <laughs> but definitely uh, we, we like to focus on, you know, some, some really nice auditory um, stuff. We've got a really wonderful composer working on this show. Um, and then, uh, you know, obviously beautiful visuals, but nice, uh, nice materials to to touch and engage with, um, some fun things to shake. Uh, so uh, fun sensory items uh, that help our audiences get involved with, uh, with the show. Um, and then uh, we uh, and then we also have uh, the second part of our mission statement, which is uh, that we create it for audiences with autism and other developmental differences. Um, we don't like to limit ourselves to autism. We're certainly not going to turn somebody away uh, if they have Down syndrome or CP or, you know, any range of undiagnosed things. Um, we like to kind of include everybody, uh, but we do sort of use autism as our jumping off point um, in thinking about those sensory needs. Uh, and, yeah, we, we create it with our audiences in mind mm -hmm. rather than modifying something that already exists to exactly. uh, to work for our audiences. Right. So th thank you for bringing that up because we just, I don't want to interrupt you, but we, we've been seeing in the last couple of years that there are a lot of companies, theater companies, that are modifying, uh, retooling the performance and, and, and making it possible to make it accessible. But you guys have taken on the mission of making it accessible from day one, which we Correct. absolutely love. So Melanie, yeah. you were starting to say? No, I was about to talk on that point. Um, while we don't, we're not autism friendly, we're actually creating theater that's specifically uh, intended for these audiences. So we it's devised theater, meaning uh, Allison and her ensemble of cast members, they uh, will pick a theme. This year is outer space for Out There. Uh, and it, they'll create a series of vignettes that go along with it. And in each vignette, it's a different sensory experience. Um, it's not really narrative and structure. There is a plot, but it's not. that's not the main purpose of the show. It's like to, this year's show is we're on a mission to Pluto. So each step of the way, we're going to get to Pluto. But while we're there, we have this um, experience. And then we do it, and then we're done with it. We go to the next thing. I, yeah, I like to think of the, the main difference between autism-friendly performances and the kind of work that we do as um, autism-friendly performances, which are absolutely wonderful, um, are uh, are meant to, to take something that already exists and uh, alter it so that it accommodates our the audience. Um, 
What we do, I think, uh, rather than simply accommodating an audience, I think it celebrates our audience, um, and I think it it really embraces their uh, not only their needs but the the wonderful things that make uh, audiences with autism and developmental differences unique, um, and and create something for them rather than uh, something that is for other people to be kind of altered and accommodated for them. And this is why I love you. Uh, that is exactly why I love you. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the um, the new show that's about to open. You have a show that's opening on May 21st. Um, it's called Out There. So tell us, you mentioned a little bit already um, that it's got a space theme and it's got Pluto. What do audiences need to know about this particular show? Well, most of what audiences need to know is actually going to be on our social story, which should be up on our website probably later today, yeah. not tomorrow. We just finished it this morning. So, um, so yeah, uh, if you if you check out our website, it's bluelacestc.com, mm-hmm. um, you'll be able to find our social story there, which has a really nice uh, visual aspect of what to expect. But uh, to tell you a little bit more um, out there is... Uh, it's a journey to Pluto, as Melanie said. Um, right at the beginning of the show, we meet a character named Karen and her pet Comet, which is a big, fuzzy, lovely Comet pup- puppet um, with a very long, sparkly tail. Um, and they are looking uh, for their home, Pluto, which got lost in outer space. Um, so they, uh, along with a character named Dr. Stella, who's uh, the most brilliant scientist in, in the, the universe. entire universe. Yeah. <laughs> um, they lead us on an adventure through outer space. We make pit stops uh, on the moon, as well as uh, in a dark matter kind of alternate universe, um, and uh, in a nebula where we make our very own star, and we make a big wish all together on the star that shows us the way to Pluto. Um, we experience some uh, meteor showers, so we sit under an umbrella, um, and... <laughs> Um, and we uh, we experience some uh, some scented mist from the meteor shower, as well as uh, lots of bubbles and uh, space dust that falls from the sky. All kinds of fun things to to touch and smell in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that kind of reveals to us the the beautiful space garden on Pluto, mm-hmm. um, which we get to explore and wander around and pick some space flowers. Um, so it's like I said, it's it's very interactive. Um, just a, a lovely journey to Pluto, uh, where we meet some new friends along the way. And, uh, yeah, yeah, a lot and of you, fun. <laughs> you mentioned that it's not the typical come in and, and sit in a dark theater and experience that, but there's, a, there's an extra added element to it that people should understand that they're going to get an adventure guide. Yes. Yeah. I've, I've been <laughs> waiting to talk about our adventure guides. Um, So in addition to our cast of characters like Karen or Dr. Stella, we have um, our space explorers who are adventure guides, and they're paired one-on-one with each audience member. And we get information about our audience members ahead of time. We know what their likes are, their dislikes, their triggers, their sensitivities, et cetera. Uh, And their adventure guide will know all of that. So we can actually tailor the show specifically to their needs and to help them experience the show in the best way possible. Uh, So if an audience member wants to run around the entire time, their adventure guide is going to run around with them. If someone wants to chill out and take a step back and hang out in our uh, interactive space station lobby, the adventure guide will stay with them and members of the show will come out and visit them and see when they're ready to come back into the space. So really, however an audience member wants to engage in our experience, that is how they'll do it. And we are there to help them have the best experience possible. 
I just love this, you guys. I have to say, I think you're brilliant. I think this is perfect. Where can people get tickets and talk a little bit about the pay what you can? Sure. Um, so our model is we didn't think it was right to make something so artistically accessible if it's not economically accessible. So it costs roughly four times, it's four times more expensive to raise a child with developmental differences than a neurotypical child. So we didn't want to create this amazing program and be like, sorry, you can't afford it. You can't come. So it's a pay what you can system. If that means nothing, great. If you want to make a donation to us, you're more than welcome, but anyone is free to experience our production for free. Uh, tickets, you can go to our website, www.bluelacestc.com, or you can email us at ticketing at bluelacestc.com for more information, and someone from our team will get in touch with you, and you can fill out the form to reserve your spot. And, and we should note that it's they're very small audiences, so people yeah, should yeah. reserve. Uh, the performance dates, May 21st and 28th, those are Saturdays, May 22nd and 29th, those are Sundays, and this is happening in New York City at Spire Hall, am I saying that right? Yeah, yeah, it's on the Lower East Side um, through a settlement house called University Settlement, um, really beautiful theater space there, mm -hmm. um, and we're really excited to, to be able to to do this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the audiences are, are very small, um, maximum 10 uh, audience members. So we count uh, our audience members with developmental differences as our audience members, and then they're allowed to bring up to two invited guests. Um, so usually that's parents, but uh, a lot of times it could be a parent and a sibling or a parent and a, uh, another caregiver or an aide. Um, but uh, we, we can accommodate 10 audience members with developmental differences. Um, so that our adventure guide to audience member ratio is never more than uh, one to two. Wonderful.